This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. I'll hit record then. Yeah, we'll power on, we'll power on through. No trade delays this week, but obviously frozen pitches and performance. <laughs> ah, Will's there, we! There he is. It's fresh, it's fresh baby face, look at him. <laughs> beautiful, Will, you look beautiful, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that I don't know. Oh, have we got Will's audio? Can you not hear me? Oh, there, there it is. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, it might just cut out for a second, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> One thing at a time. All right, okay. What are you doing? You get some headphones on. Yeah. All right, okay. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll be all right. Jesus. Um, I seem to have lost most of my uh, pages though. Ooh. I wonder if that's kept Zoom alive. Yeah, everyone's all right. Will you got your headphones yep. working? Yeah. All right, okay. If I go jittery, I go jittery. I don't know what to do. We'll be fine. We'll be it fine. It doesn't affect your voice. All right, okay, that's fine. Then we'll just power through. We'll just power through. And obviously, like like I was just saying before, we kind of got cut out by whatever's going on with internet issues. Um, no football to talk about this week. Obviously, the Bradford game getting called off very, very late in the day. Uh, many games getting called off across the league. We'll maybe go on to talk about that later in everyone's new favourite segment. Um, but lads... Uh, I'm going to introduce the show. Let's get going. Let's get going. Excellent. <laughs> Good oh. stuff. Oh. Barras, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 93. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the two men I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. I'm talking... About Wills and Liam. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me once again here on the Blue Army podcast. We're doing something different this week. It might be a little bit late, but uh, because we haven't got any football to talk about, we've decided to do a bit of the best of 2022. So we're going to do a start at 11. I've had a great response on social media in the last hour. So I've decided to add a new category, which is going to be the Blue Army podcast's listeners player of the year. And we're going to do our own player of the year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, lads. It's going to be a lot of fun. But at this time of the show, gentlemen, 
right at the top of the show. We like to start things off a bit light-hearted with a bit of fun, don't we? That's a tradition around here. <laughs> so that means it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast, Joke of the Week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. I've written this one myself. Oh, jeez. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to say that. I feel like I've improved on a joke. I feel like I've improved on a joke. Right. Okay. Who is in charge in your pencil case? The ruler. Oh, he's done it! It's a good joke, even though you saw the punchline. Ah, well worth it, though. Well worth it. Unbelievable. Yeah, good. Obviously not a very clever joke, then, if you got it. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. You know, there's somebody out there that tunes in. There's bound to be at least one person out there that tunes in exclusively for the joke at the start and then switches off. Oh, bye-bye, that person. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. But no, no, you'll probably be hanging around because uh, it's time for everybody's new favourite segment. It's the part of the show where I hand over the reins a little bit. That's right. It's time for the League 2 Roundup. What's happening here? What's happening there? It's the League 2 Roundup with Liam and Go on, lads. Go for it. <laughs> what have we got this week? Is me first? This yeah, this you want to go first, Liam? Yep, yeah, okay. So, my bit this week is just about the postponements all across League Two. You know, obviously, we had that massive sort of load of frost, you know, that you always get this time of year around January. But I think I think they were taking the mickey a little bit this, this time because I've got the list of, uh, of games that happened. Bradford Salford postponed. No, sorry, Barrow Salford postponed, Bradford Carlisle postponed, Crew Stockport, Doncaster Tranmere, Grimsby Harrogate, Newport Wimbledon, Northampton Mansfield, Sutton Crawley, Warsaw Swindon all called off. There were only what? There were three matches on the other day. Um, and that was a top of the table clash against Stevenage and Leighton Orient, 3 0 to Stevenage. I'll talk about that in a second. Colchester got beat by Gillingham 2 0. Um, and Hartlepool beat Rochdale two 0 So you know, but it's starting to wind me up a little bit. This this now, the postponements, because obviously I don't I don't blame any club at all. Because you you always get the people on Twitter that after the game are going, oh, tin pot club, you can't even get a match on, you know, uh, just a little bit of frost and your ground collapses. So, you know, you get them snarky comments on Twitter that you, yeah. from people. Yeah. But I don't think it's any club's fault because obviously you've got some pretty big clubs in this division. Carlisle's got one of the best pitches in the country and we've obviously had to call it off. But it winds me up because with the FA for this one, you know, they make so, so much money. Like an extraordinary amount of money. And they pay so much money to little ambassadors that go out representing the FA, paying extra- extraordinary wages. And you just think they've definitely got enough money just to buy each League One, League Two club. It's a decent pitch cover because I don't think ours is very good. We used to have quite a good one back in the day, I think. But yeah. we've got this one now that's just like it's like a bin bag pretty much. It's not a really good pitch cover at all. And there isn't many clubs around that have decent pitch uh, covers because I understand that Undersol Heaton isn't really economically viable at the minute with obviously the 
price of everything going up. It, it, it costs a lot to run that. So I understand why a lot of clubs that have them, like Carlisle, aren't using them. But at the same time, stuff needs to be done about it because that's like that's that's 70% of the games called off the other day of just, what, a little bit of frost? You know, you, you think of other countries around the world, you know, that I get a lot worse weather than us. And I'm, it, it, it just, it's a little bit of frost and it puts off every single match. And then obviously there's um, referees that like to uh, call the match off even when the pitch looks okay, according to Barra. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Now, as much as I think, you look at the pictures of that pitch and you see it looks fairly okay. That's not telling the whole story because they you'll notice the picture that Barra put on was of a very small section of the pitch just saying, oh, it looks okay. You, have you seen the picture they've got on? It's a square of grass. they don't show you the full pitch now what I'm guessing has happened is there's one area maybe one corner because it it always is just one corner that's a lot worse than the rest for some reason that's really icy unplayable and they're putting in a complaint and I I even understand if they think it's playable and the referees disagree with them and they want to launch a complaint it's fine but it's this snarky little stuff they've been putting on Twitter like from from the official account that you just think that's so unprofessional. And I know it's a little dig. When they announced it, they they purposefully name-dropped the referee in full. Yeah. They purposely uh, went on and they said, okay. I'm not going to do it myself, but they went, oh, despite a good, despite a what looks to be a playable pitch, referee such and such has decided that it's not playable. And I thought, that's such a sly dig. You're getting his name out there. You're, you're purposely putting that there. He's and not then coming post- back, is he? You know I mean? No, exactly. Like, can you imagine that? Because football fans... A reactionary at the best of times, right? He only got some grief over that from putting his name in there, I think. I just don't think it was a good idea. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they've done that. And then you're being snarky. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I just think they've been a little bit unprofessional with it. And it wasn't just that, it was the them put on emojis of like confused emojis and pictures of their pitch that they've took out like a meter squared worth of grass that they've uploaded to Twitter. But yeah, (laughs) I just just, it just it rubbed me the wrong way that I think. I mean, what do you, what do you think of my my conspiracy theory that maybe all the referees went out for a night out and then they were just sort of like the next day, loads of them were just having, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted the day off, really. You know? The Stevenage one wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the third officials didn't even turn up. Like, <laughs> it was just like, I'll call it off. I'll call it off. Everyone just stay in bed. It'll be all right. Don't worry. We'll have another couple of Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and there's the issue as well with it. There's the issue of um the timing of it as well that I thought was a bit bad. Because I think you either leave it right up until just before kickoff and give it as much chance as possible to sort of fall out a bit, or you call it off early that morning. Because I know people personally that had already set off, that had already travelled to Bradford earlier on in the day, that have got down there. And it's not cheap travelling to Bradford. Whether you go on the supporters bus or you drive down, you get the trains, nothing's cheap anymore. So you've spent a lot of money to go down to Bradford and... Look, I've been to Bradford. It's it's not somewhere I'd want to spend money to go to if there wasn't football. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not the nicest area. So you've got all these these Carlisle fans that have travelled a long, long way, spent a lot of money going down there for it to get called off at what, what was it, twelve o'clock? I think just over, um, just past twelve o'clock. Yeah, pitch inspection was at twelve. Yeah. I thought it was late. Like, yeah, I thought it was a late pitch inspection in the first place. If you got, mm. you know, but it was weird. Well, you know, referee's been on a night out. He's a bit hungover. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. Yeah. Out of bed late, didn't he? Like, he <laughs> didn't set his alarm because he had too many Jaegers. Yeah. What you could even do is just do call it off just before because a, I saw pictures of that pitch like 
minutes before kickoff and the sun had come out and it had sort of improved a bit so if you're going to do your pitch inspection do it either when either really early so fans don't have to set off or at least give it the benefit of the doubt and do it right before the game if you get what I mean like give it the best possible chance for it to be on but yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was just it was just poor and it's, yeah. it's another example of the FA not really caring about fans I saw comments from the uh, well from a few of the Bradford fans thought that um, the pitch would have been playable by three o'clock because it was quite sunny in Bradford that day. Um, but then they've gone and called off one of their Tuesday night games already. Um, Wimbledon, oh, it now says three, is the third one. Swin- Swindon, Stevenage, Wimbledon, Walsall, Crawley, Grimsby. So these games continuing to get called off. Yeah. Everywhere. Down south, need to bloody just stay in for a night. Bloody hell! (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say there's two, but this um Swindon Stevenage one has just been called off now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, after all these delays, Will, I know you've been looking into the sort of the top of the league and things. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll sort of like open a segue for you. And yeah, um... (laughs) my. My link into this bit's gone just now with that calling off. So yeah, yeah let's see you. your segue. I've got yeah, I've got yeah. Um, well, how will how 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 does the performance and the games that went ahead? How does that sort of shape up the top of the league at the moment? Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to start by saying yes. Uh, Stevenage have a chance to go top on Tuesday, but now they don't because their game's been called off. But they have they they have closed the gap, and at the moment they're just two points behind Orient with a game in hand. So they were due to play that. So um, yeah, so they are still kind of like you know well placed, and so like. For most of the season so far, Orient and Stevenage have been the two at the top, uh, mostly Orient in first with Stevenage in second. And then, you know, Northampton's uh, a bit of a way back now. Northampton are nine points back, and then obviously it's us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, um, there was a brief bit earlier on where Stevenage did go top. Mostly it's been Orient first Stevenage second the two teams have been far and away the most consistent over the course of the season which is why they've kind of you know it's kind of why they've got this cushion and why even now it looks like it'll be difficult for anyone to dislodge them from the top two it looks like you know barring a complete falling away of form which can happen it's it looking like it'll be Orient Stevenage plus and then, you know, the rest of us were starting to kind of like rain Northampton in. So, you know, we've got a chance there, as do other teams. But um, Leighton Orient have kind of, they seem to be faltering at the moment. They, um, so well, since Christmas, they've won one, drawn three and lost two. And they've had three red cards in the last four games as well, which probably hasn't helped them. And they'll have suspensions coming off the back of that. Well, Stevenage just... Just keep marching on, you know. They've uh, they've had one or two spells of poor form, but they're currently unbeaten in not sure how many. Um, but they've only lost three games all season. So um, yeah. So you know they are the the hardest to beat team. They they haven't quite got as good. Um, I know they've now got better goal difference than Orient. They've got twenty one goal difference. So Stevenage. Under Steve Evans, um, won three out of the last four, um, and 
the last game, as Leah mentioned before, they did beat Orient 3-0, which was a you know big statement of intent from Stevenage. Orient having someone sent off again in that game. Could no. this be Steve Evans um, doing his thing with no. a club that don't have you know big resources, but you know when you give Steve Evans some resources, he, he just seems to get results. Um, you know, currently on course to potentially go top, though not tomorrow as. As I had set up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there we go. Thank you very much, lads. I always appreciate it when you take over the show for a little bit. And uh, I mean, we, we found out what was happening here. We found out what was happening there. It was the League Two Roundup with Wills and Liam. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I'm convinced you've kept this section on just so you can sing the jingle yeah. before and after it. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like the jingle more than the section. That would yeah. be, that'll be that. That'll be that. We're hearing it before it gets edited as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't get the squeaky voice there that I've decided to settle on for some reason. Yeah. Um. So, like, I've covered a bit of Carlisle United-related news, like I always do, and something we haven't really had a chance to talk about since it happened is the fact that Carlisle United have signed Joe. Joseph, Joey Garner, he's here, 34 years old, he's arrived all the way from Fleetwood on an 18-month contract, the 34-year-old is on. Um, I mean, he's back to the club where he's had his best ever goal-scoring records. Uh, we, we, we kind of voiced the opinions on it uh, a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, when we were talking about transfer rumours. And I think, really, when, uh, when, when, when Kaimani Jordan Gordon came in, we kind of just thought that that was it in terms of strikers coming in. I mean, I I kind of like thought it was, but uh, Will's yeah. Now now he's here. You know what I mean? Like you, you're allowed to sort of like change your opinion a little bit, and, and like you know you've seen some news and you've seen some interviews, and yeah. he's been there and done it, hasn't he? At the end of the day, and and maybe that's what's most important. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he you know he's he stayed at a high level for his well, you know, a high level relative to us for his career. Um, just being with Fleetwood in League One. Um, I did say, I think, when we were talking about uh, signings that, you know, could we do with a kind of experienced striker, a bit of a goal-getter, someone to maybe take the pressure off Dennis, if, you know, Dennis isn't necessarily going to keep up his current form the whole season. Um, Someone, obviously, with Ryan Edmonds being injured. And there were a few names uh, knocking about, and the, and the one that I kept bringing up was Ryan Bowman, who's yeah, a bit yeah. a bit younger than Joe Garner and recently been at this level. But um, Joe Garner's <laughs> name has been mentioned quite a few times um, over the transfer window, and now it turns out that those rumours there was something behind them all because we have signed him. Um, he's given a really good interview as well. I don't know if. Um, Liam wants to talk about that, but um, he seems happy to be back. So hopefully, you know, he's, he's got the right attitude and that's the sort of thing that's going to help us get us over the line is having a striker who really wants to be here. I mean, there seems to be a really big nostalgia for the successful times um, at Carlisle United at the moment. And Joe, Joe Garner, yeah, he's not like a homegrown kid or anything, but he does remind you of good times at Carlisle. He scored some amazing goals while he was here. Uh, obviously, the um, the signal of intent by 
signing somebody for as much money as we managed to sign somebody for and then selling them for as much money as we managed to sell him for was showing yeah. sort of progress in terms of the way that the club was going at the time. That was 12 years ago, Liam. Um, 12 years yep. ago. How do you feel about <laughs> Joe Garner coming in, my friend? Well, look, I, to be honest, when he first signed, I was three years old. So I can't really remember when he first <laughs> came to the club. Yeah. Um, but look, he, he's, a, he's a name that's been mentioned every single season that I can really remember. He keeps getting linked with a move back pretty much. Even when he was at... Where did, he, did he go to Cyprus or somewhere like that? Some daft like that? Yeah, like a that, year? Yeah. But the um, old place. Yeah, yeah Apeol, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But he's one that I'm glad is here just so people can shut up about signing him because it's been, it's been mentioned every single day of January on Twitter, non-stop. Um... But yeah, he's a quality player, isn't he? And I'm just so excited. to see, I want to see him play with John Mellish because they're such wind-up merchants, the pair of them. And I want, them to, I want to see us. I want to see them two against Bradford because I, I love that picture of, you know, when Gibson and Meller, all the ex-Bradford and Patrick, all the ex-Bradford players went up to the Bradford supporters and probably give it the big end. I want to see something like that with them two where they're just yeah. winding people up. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about. Just him being yeah. a bit of a get. Be your yeah. first chance to see him because it's a while ago since he last played for us. Yeah, but... They played for us in 2012. Yeah, he's yeah. Money. For yeah, a, for... yeah. It's the really fourth he said. Obviously, his first loan, then sign him permanently, then his second loan, now, now. It's like four four spells. Yeah, it is, yeah. And um, I can remember just how excited the Carlisle fans were when Joe Garner came back that second time. Um, I think Hadi, he was on loan, I think, was he maybe kind of just coming back off injury? That's why he'd been loaned out to mm. us. He was at and Watford. It, yeah, and it was towards the end of the season as well. I don't, think he, I don't think he really played that many games for us. But um, there was, you know, there was all that nostalgia then as well. And we got 16, 16 goals in uh, 16 games, eight goals in that loan spell from Watford. 16, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, like, it, at his time, Half at a season, Carlisle, yeah. At his time at Carlisle, when he's played for Carlisle, He's managed to achieve a goal every other game, pretty much as a ratio. Yeah. I mean, it's a goal point like every uh, one point something games or something like that. So, like for Carlisle, you know, <laughs> but yeah. no, he hasn't got clo- he hasn't managed to get close to it anywhere else, unfortunately. But I think what's really important, I don't expect him to play, you know, the next twenty games. Yeah. I genuinely don't. Or if he does, I imagine more of those appearances are going to be sort of coming off the bench. I do expect yeah. him to start somewhere between ten and fifteen games. Like that's kind of where I imagine him to be sort of this season. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think we'll just see how things go. I think 18 months um, was dictated to us by his agent. <laughs> like a little bit. Like I think like when you're talking to a 34-year-old in January, you're thinking, I'd rather give you six months. But it, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and, and do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a good sign, and it is a good sign, and I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad to have him back. In other Carlisle United-related news, congratulations are in order for Mr Owen Moxon, who won the PFA Fans Player of the Month for December. And that was, the, I think it was the same day as his birthday as well, so happy birthday and congratulations uh, to Mr Owen Moxon. And that set us up quite nicely, talking about players doing very well last year in December. Uh, to kick off our starting 11, let's say, for 2020. 
too. Now, gentlemen, in the interest of sort of like powering through things, there's certain areas of the pitch where I feel like there's only one candidate to contend for. So we'll kind of like go for those positions first. At left back, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Armour. Are we all pretty much in 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 that kind of? Yeah, like, I've got Armour there as well. Don't think we've had another left back. Yeah, right. Time, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of has to be Armour. So like, obviously, you'll throw. Armour out there on on the on the left hand side of defence and uh, and one of the strikers because we've we've gone for the five three two obviously the most successful formation we had in twenty twenty two and Simo kind of took over. Um, one of the strikers obviously has to be Dennis, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got Dennis. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of them has one of them has to be Dennis. All right. So in the interest of sort of like powering through things, I feel like that was a pretty smart thing to do. Also, one of the centre backs. Has to be Feeney, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you basically you're going to go through them all to, to the point where you don't actually have to ask us anything? I mean, like, you, you're not exactly sinking my battle boat, yeah. But, no. Uh, <laughs> but no, there we go. We've got a, we've got a couple of players on the board now, so it kind of like makes everything that like, little bit more um, easier to sort of like slot things in and argue about things. I feel like there's a bit more meat on the bone when you've managed to slim certain things down. Yeah. And uh, in the interest of doing that as well, I feel like it's important to sort of pick somebody in the midfield as well and uh, it might kick us off in a little bit of a debate but for me one of the midfielders I have in my uh, 2022 team of the season is Owen Moxon do you guys have Owen Moxon on there? Yeah I've got Owen Moxon in Right there we go right okay so I just feel like lads that kind of makes it like it's more easier to argue now because we've narrowed the playing field down a little bit. So we've got Armour, Feeney and Moxon. We have, yeah. And Dennis. Dennis, Yeah, yeah, and Dennis up front. So we've managed to narrow a few little things down which leaves, lads, um, we might have a little bit of an argument here and uh, Will, I'll let you kick it off for this one. Who's your goalkeeper of the year 2022? Uh, Mark Howard. Mark Howard, yeah. I mean, player of the year, wasn't he? It was player of the year, yeah. It was, it was being, you know, he was goalkeeper in a, you know, a spell where we were probably facing a lot of shots compared to what Thomas Holy has. Um, I think Holy's come in and done well. Um, I think you know when Howard was let go, we were all a bit shocked, and I think we all said then we'd have wanted him to stay. Um, and I think I think he just shades it over Holy. I don't think by much. I don't think he's kind of like heads and shoulders above. Well, <laughs> if you excuse the pun. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I don't think by much, but I've got Howard in. Yeah, yeah. Liam, you dive straight in there. Have you got and, and why? I went Mark Howard. I think yeah. it's a little bit more convincing than what Wills is trying to make it out to be, but uh, I'd have him back in a heartbeat, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why is that? What's 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 the, what's uh, what's Mark Howard had that uh, Hoyley hasn't had so far? He's just so reliable. I can't remember a single mistake Mark Howard made in the entire time he was at Carlisle. To be honest with you, he just I, he filled me with so much confidence, and I genuinely think we probably would have got relegated without him that season when he first came in. Yeah, I I I, I love Mark Howard, and and he was he was brilliant. Now. You can't really. As, as, Thomas Hoyle has had an okay spell here, but Mark Howard was just superb. I mean, Thomas, Thomas Hoyle has produced a fair few clean sheets. So, on the back of those, I mean, obviously, he's playing with perhaps a better team in front of him yeah. as well, which will probably add up to those better clean sheets. Mark Howard being relied on a little bit more. I've seen Hoyle pull off some amazing saves, and he seems like a great character. 
But I've gone for Mark Howard as well, I have to admit. Um, <laughs> so Mark Howard is yeah. the guy going in goal for us. Liam, I'll let you kick off the next one by giving Dennis a strike partner. Who have you gone for up front with Dennis? It was a difficult one, but uh, Amari Patrick. I don't think there was... It's it's difficult because there's been a few other strikers that have had decent spells sort of thing. Stretton was in for a bit. Uh, well, I was going to say Luis Alessandro, but I think that was a little bit before that maybe. But uh, Amari Patrick, he's been here this season and the end of last season as well. He's you know, and he's been consistently good. I think he's had a slow start to this season, but he's um, yeah, he's just a really good player. I'll put him in striker. Yeah, striker. Well, have you partnered Dennis up front with? I've also gone for Amari Patrick. Um, just like, I mean, particularly, you know, uh, when he signed for us at the end of last season, he came in, um, finished the season as our top scorer. Um, so even though he's, you know, this season he's been hampered by injury a bit, still came in from injury, scored those two goals at Hartlepool before going out injured again. That was a brilliant so, moment. Yeah. So he's still, <laughs> he, you know, even though he hasn't, had the chances this season, you can still say like he's still a player that you'd want in that side. So, gone with Patrick. Yeah, and uh, to round it off, we still haven't disagreed yet. I'm also going for Omari Patrick, lads. Um, it has to be done mainly because of what Wills was saying about being so good towards the uh, second, uh, the second half of last season after he came in, finishing the season that after being the top goal scorer after only playing you know a very short amount of games and a very short amount of time. So. Uh, I, I've I've gone for Amari Patrick as well. So the trend continues before we've sparked an argument. So maybe maybe we should go for a position that might spark a bit more of an argument. Let's go for right back. And um, Liam, I'll pass back over to you. Who have you got at right back? Jack Ellis. So I think he's been really good when he's been needed this season. You know, we've had a lot of shake-up at that right back position throughout this entire year. I think we had. Do we have Kelvin Mellor towards the end of last season, towards the start of this year? I think was he still there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did think a lot in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it? Like, going into yeah going into twenty twenty two, it was Kelvin Mellor. I think so. He was injured. He was injured a lot. Like I remember him not being able to play until like March or something. He had like a two three month injury in like the second half of the season, and that's why Ellis kind of like had to come in for like the last couple of games. Obviously, Senior got his got his thing out there as well. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying, lad? Yeah, it's just it's just been a really inconsistent position. We've had Mello, we've had Senior, we've had Ellis, we've had Finn Back, who I was very, very fun in. Um, Joe Riley at times played that position for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But Jack Ellis, I think, has been probably the most consistent performer, and he's also been here last season and the start of this season. Whereas that's the that's the only thing that tipped it for me over Finn Back. So I think they've been equally as good this season. But Jack Ellis had them really good performances towards the end of last season. Which I think just tips it over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's fair to say. I've I've also gone on to give it to Jack Ellis as well. Um, you're obviously going to be a bit more biased to a homegrown boy, and yeah, exactly. uh, he has played more games. He has had more minutes than than Finn Back has had. Finn Back was really impressive, but like Jack Ellis has just got that added spice where you feel like if you go, God, Jack, you can actually hear you. You know what I mean? Because he's one of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one of you. You feel like you can actually hear it. Uh, Will, who have you gone for? Right back. Uh, I've gone for Finn back. Um, I think his performances when he's come in this season um, have been really good. You know, um, 
I'll credit to Jack Ellis as well. He's been good too. Um, I mean, I feel like I don't know if maybe uh, Jack Ellis has had more uh, appearances than Finn back home because he was here last season as well. Um, Finn, I feel like Finn backs probably have more of a run in the side as you know, as being like, all right, you're our first choice right back and had a run where you know Jack Ellis has come in the end of last season, uh, played some games, and then he's come in this season, kind of did um make the you know make the spot his own but went out injured again. Uh, whereas like you know, Finn Backer just think of more kind of like he's had that long run uh, throughout most of this season, so that's kind of why. I lent towards him. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all we all have kind of like tipped our cap towards Finn back, but you've actually gone ahead and um, yeah. voted for him. But uh, it doesn't matter, pal, because the because uh, <laughs> of how we do things on here, you're outnumbered two to one. And Jack Ellis goes into the 2022 uh, Blue Army podcast starting eleven. And now we've got two midfielders and we've got two defenders to go for, two centre-backs and two midfielders. Uh, what might be the easiest way to do this? Um, well, well, I'm going to say both of them quickly um, for the centre-midfield positions, who I think should be in the centre-midfield positions. I'll just say both of them quickly and then you'll, yeah. do it and you'll do it. And if one, of them, if, they all, if one of them matches up, then we'll get that one in and then we'll obviously debate another one kind of thing. Um, so Moxon's already in there. Uh, in the midfield, and I've gone for Callum Guy and Joe Riley. Oh, uh, Callum Guy and Jordan Gibson. Okay, okay, Will. Uh, Callum Guy and Jordan Gibson. Right, okay. So I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw uh, Callum Guy in there. Uh, do you guys want to big him up a little bit? Um, Callum Guy, I don't think he needs bigged up. We all know what he's, you know, he's <laughs> and best goal scorer midfielder in the league. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting double figures this year. <laughs> I really hope not. I hope so. I'll be buzzing. It'll be great. It'll be a great day for the city. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's right. He's just added those goals to his game that just makes him just that lot more dynamic of a midfielder. Um, we yeah. thought his passing game was good uh, last season, and and now he's added to not just how good he was at set pieces and and that kind of passing game that he's already got. He's a battling midfielder. He can win you the ball back. He can turn his man. He can find the pass. And uh, sometimes he doesn't have to anymore. He can just give an easy one to Mox and Mox will find the pass for him. And I feel like yeah. he's enjoying that freedom to not have that reliability, to not be so responsible, to not have the captain's armband anymore. It's freed him up. And uh, so he goes flying into the team. And uh, I'm going to carry on, lads, since I've got yeah. a bit fired up, since I was outnumbered two to one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I put in I put in Joe Riley and it got a rightfully deserved ooh uh, <laughs> for you lads and yeah I feel like he, he contributed pretty well his goal scoring tally in the year twenty twenty two was pretty good uh, you would say last season arguably um, next to Mellish he was maybe one of the best like consistent outfield players when he was able to play in his position when he wasn't forced to sort of like play out there at right back. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. kind of why I've gone for him, but it doesn't matter why I've gone for him. I'm number two to one. Yeah. I was tempted to put Gibson in. Will, why did you put Gibson in? Um, I mean, we're talking about 2022 and possibly more for last season than this season. Um, he scored a lot of goals last season, and you know, you kind of because he's you know maybe been a little bit less consistent this season. You kind of forget how good he was last season, but he was excellent in that position last season, and he still has got um I think he's second in our assists this season. So 
you know, he's, he's not like completely dropped away this season. So, yeah, that's kind of why I felt Gibson had to be there. Yeah, yeah. Liam? I think, he, I think he's been consistent throughout both last season and this season, to be honest. I think he, he's, he's not getting anywhere near the assists he got last season. But that's just because we've got midfielders who are now doing that for him and he can be more focused on doing the tackling bit and uh, scoring worldies. But it's uh, just a it's good yeah. player, isn't he? <laughs> he's a really good that, player. Yeah, he does have that in his game. He can score some amazing goals as well. I can see why you both went for him. There was a really good article in the news and start. It might have just been online. It might have been in the paper where they showed like a lot of stats uh, for the Carlisle United players so far for the season. And uh, Gibson's... You know, he's, he's doing really well. He's producing really well. And uh, it was hard for me to pick between uh, Gibson and, and Riley. Uh, but I felt like Riley might have stirred the pot. So I went for it and it did. So there we go. <laughs> uh, right. So we'll do, I feel like that was pretty good. So we can do pretty much the same thing again for the two centre-back pairings. Uh, we'll quickly just mention uh, the two that we've got left. Obviously, Feeney's already in there as a centre-back. And uh, Will, who have you paired him with quickly? Uh, Mellish and Simu. Ooh, right, okay, and Liam? Mellish and Huntington. And I've also gone for Mellish and Huntington. So, uh, Will, like I did the last yeah. time, do you want to do it? We'll, oh, no, we'll, 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 should we talk about how good Mellish is first? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about how good Mellish yeah, is. Yeah, first. Go on, go on, go on. I mean, Liam, yeah. you love talking about how good yeah. Mellish is. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe you didn't pick him as one of like the definite players at the start. I'd have him over the, in the team ahead of Feeney any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely I mean, like, love that, man. Yeah, he, he is a pretty solid pick. Like, yeah, he's a pretty solid pick. I might have dropped the ball there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic player. Wills, can you say any more good things about Mellish? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like we spent most of the last two or three podcasts praising Mellish. Because, yeah. I, mean, I think we gave him our... Um, is it player of the season so far? Or we've given him some plaudits on yeah. this podcast. Um, is especially is been really good, especially this season since you know dropping back and you know getting back into defence after you know after going up through midfield and even striker and learning a few different things. He's kind of really solidified back where he belongs, um, and you know he's as we've said a few times, he's got a unique set of skills. So, um, <laughs> have to be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, Will, you can continue, yeah. my friend, and defend the old Simeu argument over Huntington. Uh, what what made him sort of, like, uh, stick out for you? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just wanted to give props to a player that we had last season who was, especially after a slightly rocky start, really came on and became like probably our best defender for spells of last season. And we were, you know, we were disappointed that we couldn't bring him back this season. I'd love to have seen what he could have been like in this team, though, if we did have Simu. And that's kind of why I put him in, because it's, it's more of a kind of like something I'd like to see. And that's nothing against Huntingdon, who's, kind of come in and been really experienced and great and he only you know Simu only shaded it and it, it it was more that kind of you know Simu was with us when we were struggling doing well now it'd be nice to think what he could have been like 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that big transfer fee that from the Chelsea, the Southampton thing, it was always going to be difficult to bring him in. He was always going to get, you know, he's a, he's a development talent, isn't he? You know, they've invested a bit of money behind him. It was always going to be difficult to get him back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Liam, it has to be Paul Huntington, doesn't it, man? The uh, the big man came home. He's been described this week as the most professional man Joe Garner has ever met in professional football. Uh, what a glowing recommendation. <laughs> right. Making a confession, Wills has converted me. I'm picking <laughs> Sameo as well. The city is getting written down as we speak. So I'm going to have to defend Hunt. I'm going, no, Liam, you defend yourself. Why have you flip flop? I just, you know what? I think, I think Huntington's maybe a better player. But if you think of over the course of like what he's done for the team this year. It was a big, big part of last season. Like, just some of the passion he showed. He, he he was part of the reason Carlisle fans fell back in love with the team. And you know, Will speaking just brought back all these memories of Simeo. Yeah. And yeah, I just put Paul Huntington will be in next year's, but this year just give it to Simeo because I love the man. Yeah, I mean, like Simeo and Howard were the only players that are picked that aren't still with the club now. Uh, it was like Finback's technically still with the club, so everyone else in there is still still part of our squad. So I, f- I felt as well I wanted to give some to players that weren't with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried to stir it up a bit like that. Yeah, I just like I feel like Huntington. You know, Simeo had a really bad start at Carlisle at the first. But that time. wasn't in twenty twenty two, was it not? Was it not coming in January? Uh, I think it might be John. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, that wasn't really him having a bad start. That was the team being awful. That at was that Keith time. Millen. Keith Millen, yeah. I suppose. I suppose I everyone suppose. was pulling to Keith Millen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> apart, well said. Well said. I, 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 apart from one player, <laughs> Big John Mellish. He's never been ever pulled for any manager. I was. I, know, I was. I, I was about to say something. I don't know if I was still got player of twenty twenty two coming up. So well, that's I'll... it. That's it. But first, I'll quick. I'll quick go over the uh, well. Our starting eleven that we've done here, the Blue Army podcast starting eleven for the year of twenty twenty two. The best eleven has Mark Howard and goal, Jack Ellish, Morgan Feeney, John Mellish. Daniel Simiu and Jack Armour across the back line with Owen Moxon, Callum Guy, Jordan Gibson in the midfield and Dennis and Amari Patrick up front. And uh, yeah, that leads us quite nicely into uh, the, the sort of like individual award categories. Uh, like I said, I've improvised one quite quickly. Uh, based on the really good social media response I had to a post asking uh, for some nominations. But gentlemen, we'll go for the sort of uh, the best young player, the best, the most improved player uh, of 2022. Who has shined for you the most wills? Taylor Charters. Taylor Charters, man. Yeah, and he's been with the club a while and I've been saying at the start of, I think for about three seasons now, this has got to be Taylor Charter's season. This has got to be his season. <clears throat> Hasn't been past couple of seasons. The club then sent him out on loan to help him get experience, showed faith in him. And this season, finally, he's kind of stepped in. And if he hadn't got injured, I think he'd be in our midfield three. And 
if he'd kind of come into the squad a bit earlier in the season, it might be one of our best of 2022. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I've also gone for Taylor Charters. He's hit the ground running since he's had this opportunity. He's really grasped it with both hands uh, this time around, it feels. And yeah, that 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 loan really seemed to have done in the world of good. And it's 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 such he's a player. He is a player. He's a proper player now. You know, he can play. Uh, Liam, who have you gone for in this category? I don't think it should come as much as a surprise that I've also gone with Taylor Charters. It's it's something, it's something that in the water. Thing. That <laughs> <Mary Potter thing. laughs> but yeah, fantastic. I mean, like honourable mention would obviously go to Jack Ellis, right? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. his big yeah, his big moments kind of, you know, he's he's coming fairly late this year, but well, this year, and I think just with Taylor Charles because it was kind of it was coming and coming and coming and it was probably on last chance saloon as well because it kind of you know he made his debut for the club was it a season before last or even before that and um he you know the club shown some patience but you probably feel that if he hadn't made an impact this season he'd have been let go at the end of it where Jack Ellis has probably got you know, even if he hadn't had a chance this season, Jack Ellis has probably still got at least a season where he'd have been probably given another contract anyway. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Well, uh, Taylor Charters claims the most improved uh, best young player of the year award. And just before we go on to the best player of the year award, I'll quickly go through some of the Facebook comments that we got. I did ask Facebook just a, just about an hour ago uh, for a couple of nominations for the player of the year for 2022 for Carlisle United. Uh, Ryan B has said John Mellish and Jack Armour doesn't get mentioned enough. Uh, Kev Sheehan has said that Feeney, because he is a leader, he's been agreed with quite a lot. Uh, Josh T said, I will go for Morgan Feeney because he's never seen a defender put his body on the line like him in recent years. He just looks like he loves defending. Connor Tyson made quite a bold move and tagged Owen Moxon in his nomination, <laughs> saying Owen Moxon definitely gives 100% in every game. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good things being said about John Mellish. D. Graham saying John Mellish for me. I'll give you the Blue Army Podcast listeners player of the year based on these Facebook comments. Drum roll, if you please. It's Mr. John Mellish winning uh, for the Blue Army Podcast listeners player of the year. It's very close between John Mellish and Morgan Feeney. And uh, congratulations, John Ellish, and that one for the Listeners' Awards. And uh, Wills, for you, yep. your Player of the Year for the year 2022. Uh, Morgan Feeney. Morgan Feeney. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Player of 2022. And if you're looking for a player who's been consistently excellent throughout the entire year, um, I think I think probably Morgan Feeney's the only one. Um, I kind of like weighed him up against, uh, against the other contenders. Um, like John Mellish did kind of like have to be, you know, he had to go through that phase of being in midfield. I don't know if he was still playing there under Keith Millen or if he'd even gone to striker by that point. Um, you know, Jack Armour had a bit of an off spell at one point last season. Um, you know, so we've kind of got a lot of players there, Callum Guy as well. Um, 
you who it was close between all of them, but I think Feeney's just been more consistent regardless of whether anyone else is good or bad. Feeney's just good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you, mate. I've also gone for Morgan Feeney, consistently great defending. Uh, like like Josh T said on Facebook, but he just looks like he loves defending. Uh, there's not really much more I can say after what you said, Will. Liam, who have you gone for for the Player of the Year 2022? Uh, I'm already outvoted, to be fair, but I agree with the masses. I'm a man of the people. Uh, John Mellish, <laughs> you know, he's, he's such a good player, man. And, you know, Morgan Feeney would probably be in it if it wasn't for like he sort of was wasn't in the team for a little bit for a bit big chunk of this season, he's obviously a main starter now. Because I think probably to what last season, Morgan Feeney was maybe a little bit better than John Mellish, but I think this season John Mellish has gone up another level, which I didn't think was possible because of how good he was last season. He's just a brilliant player. He's a brilliant centre back. He's the only attacking centre back I've ever seen in the world of football. <laughs> he plays. He plays a position all on his own. And Simo's definitely got the best out of him. I'm going to go with him as my my player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter, pal, because you've been outnumbered <laughs> two to one. And Morgan Feeney gets the uh, gets the old nod there, lads. Thanks very much for doing that with us. I had a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, just before I let you both go, obviously we know this podcast comes out every Wednesday, so we're not going to be able to cover the Rochdale game, which is hopefully going to be going ahead uh, as the time of recording tomorrow evening. Uh, but we will be covering. The Hartlepool game that's happening yep. on the weekends. And lads, I'd like to know, as I normally do like to know towards the end of the yeah. show, any predictions for the game against Hartlepool. Wills, who have you gone for? What have you gone for? What will you go for? What results? 3-0, I'm going to say we're going to win 3-0. It's at home. We're very good at home this season. Um, Hartlepool, been pretty poor. Um they did get a good result last time out, and maybe because it's the transfer window, this is where Keith Curl's going to start to turn them around a bit. But even so, I think we should just have way too much for them. And I'm I'm going to be confident and say we're going to get a big win. Yeah, it's got to be a big win, hasn't it? I'm going to go for 4-0. Uh, <laughs> I was out to kind of like outdo me. Yeah, I just feel like it's going to be too much, and it's going to be an uncomfortable atmosphere for Hartlepool. And yeah, we're going to steamroll them pretty much. Uh, maybe, maybe pretty much two in the first half, two in the second. Liam, I'm going to go three-one to Carlisle. I think Moxon gets two, and then I want to see a Jamie Devitt knee slide in front of Keith Curl. Towards the end, <laughs> but yeah, three-one repeat of the uh, of the reverse fixture when we went away that last season. Um, so last year, yeah. towards the end of this season, when Amari yeah, Patrick, Mario Patrick. Too. yeah, exactly. Amari yeah. Patrick could feature as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think we're just such a better team than them. Like he's yeah. definitely going to come back to bite me. But uh, <laughs> we're just we're just a better team than them. Really, Joe so. Garner will come in and get one. Oh, oh, he'll, he'll be on I the bench. Yeah, he'll I come off that. the bench with us a two-nil with ten minutes to go. Um he'll he'll come on because maybe Christian Dennis is kind of like I'll give him a bit of a rest. Joe Garner will come mm-hmm. on, score one, jump into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it so much. <laughs> oh, it would be great, man. It would be great. Lads, thank you so much for joining me this week on the Blue Army podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been loads of fun doing the uh, the best of 
2022. I know it's a bit late in the tooth, but we didn't have any uh, football to talk about, so at least we, at least I came up with some kind of idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, lads, yeah, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. There isn't really very much more to say apart from bye for now. Bye. Bye. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs>